Hello and welcome to Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. This is your regular update for all your tillage news and advice. Tillage farmers in Ireland were generally horrified when they saw how much black grass was in arable fields in the UK. They were even more horrified to learn how much it cost the UK farmers to achieve some level of control, which could be up to €155 Euros a hectare or €60 Euros an acre, and still end up with a relatively high population of black grass in the fields. When blackgrass populations started to emerge in Irish fields six to seven years ago, many farmers must have felt a sense of embarrassment as many chose to ignore the problem and not tell or even deny it was a problem on the farm. However, four years ago, a few brave farmers looked for help and have made great efforts in ridding their farm of the problem. These farmers were also willing to share their experiences with other farmers. In the meantime, the problems in the UK have deteriorated even further with the development of multi-resistant populations and many UK farmers are now being forced into spring cropping. To tell us a little bit more about the situation in the UK and about black grass in general, I am delighted to be joined in person by Dr. Sarah Cook, a weed researcher in ADAS in the UK, who is regarded as one of the experts in black grass in the UK. Sarah, you're very welcome to the podcast. And Sarah, you might tell me just a little bit more about your main research area that you're working on. Well, actually, I'm just basically a weed scientist. So I look at all aspects of weed control and weed biology and in arable and amenity and horticulture. So all aspects of weed control. That's what I do all day. <laughs> I think you're being very modest. I think you're you're, you're more like a, a weed expert in uh, recognised all the, way, all the way throughout the UK. I think that would be more, more exactly to the point. But I think specific, specifically um, you, you deal an awful lot with arable weeds, especially the likes of blackgrass. Yeah, blackgrass is the sort of number one weed in the UK and we spend a lot of time thinking about how to control blackgrass. Just in terms of, of blackgrass, it, it's, it's relatively new here in Ireland in terms of its, um, it's, it's, it's probably new to a lot of people out there in terms of under farm money in the last maybe 10 years or so. So from a UK perspective, you might just give us a little bit of a flavour about how long it's been in the UK and how unmanageable I think it is now on many UK farms. Yeah, well, it's been in the UK. The first time we ever found herbicide resistance was in populations of blackgrass in 1982. So that's that's quite a long time. And it's just progressively got worse over years. Uh, and now we find it in Scotland. We find it in the, the west of England. And we find it in Shropshire, Herefordshire, down into the southwest. But first of all, it started it's sort of in 1982 in Essex. So from the point of view of, obviously, it's after spreading quite a long distance uh, and, and over a space of time, but how prolific is the weed in terms of how quickly can it spread across a farm? Does it produce many seeds? You know? Yeah, it's quite prolific. So a black grass plant, as a single head will produce 100 seeds and each plant will have 10 tillers. So that's a thousand seeds per plant. Uh, and then you can have what between one and oh, I don't know, four, five hundred per meter squared. So you're getting a really good seed return. Sarah, in terms of um, obviously blackgrass has been around for a long time in the UK and there's been a lot of herbicides developed for blackgrass. What sort of arsenal of herbicides is available at the moment for blackgrass in the UK? We've lost a lot of herbicides over the years. So we've lost isoprocheron, trifluralin, and we're down to sort of basic last few herbicides. In fact, we haven't had a new herbicide in the UK for well over 10 years, and that was um, Pacifica. 
you mentioned you've lost uh, a lot of herbicides. Is that lost in terms of the government took it off the market or lost it in terms of because resistance built up in the, in the populations? Yeah, we've had a combination of both, really. I mean, the 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 EU have taken some herbicides away from us. Uh, we lost Isoproteron because it was so overused. It was found in water and we couldn't get rid of it. Um, and then we also have lost the effectiveness of some herbicides due to resistance. So something like um, laser, um, which is in the HRAC group one, the FOPs and the DIMs and the DENs. And, and we don't get much control to those herbicides in blackgrass. Just in terms of resistance then, how or what makes blackgrass so particularly good at developing resistance to the herbicides that have, if you like, come and gone and even some of the herbicides that are around at the moment? Blackgrass is present in a lot of fields. It's um, open pollinated, so it cross-pollinates. The pollen is blown around with the wind, and so we get a lot of opportunity for genetic diversity. Um, the herbicide is sprayed on, all the sensitive plants are killed, and it just leaves the resistant plants. And then they, in the next year, it goes into the seed bank, the seed into the seed bank, and the next year they come up, we spray them again, and we selecting out all the time more resistant blackgrass. So it, just in terms of the length of time or how long does that take? And I, I know there's um, the example, perhaps you might, might uh, mention in terms of Atlantis in the UK, that it hasn't been around that long, I don't think, but is there a resistance to that already? Yeah, when, when Atlantis uh, was first introduced into the UK, it wasn't long before we developed resistance, I should think within two or three years, maybe. And in fact, they, we, some scientists do claim that we did have resistance to it before we got it because the just of the natural selection of blackgrass. But now Atlantis use has decreased rapidly because it's just so ineffective on controlling blackgrass. And again, Atlantis is similar to Pacifica. Yeah, ALS. it's got the, uh, it's an ALS and it's got the same ingredients as Pacifica. And for some of those populations that we're talking about there, you're talking about there, um, is there multiple resistance in those or is it just resistant to Atlantis or Pacifica? Well, there's uh, two sorts of resistance. There's uh, enhanced metabolism resistance, or sometimes it's called non-target site resistance. And that's a general dumbing down of herbicides. So it just makes sure that a wide range of herbicides don't work. And then this specific target site um, resistance where it's just one change of a gene and the plant is then becomes resistant to certain herbicides and that's more in the groups HRAC group one and group two so the the FOPs the DIMs and the DENs and then the uh, ALS or SU herbicides such as such as Pacifica. So can you have if you like almost like a, a, a triple stacked herbicide resistance populations out there? Oh yeah, we can, we test to a wide range of herbicides, and our usual testing uh, takes on three herbicides: pendamethalin, um, uh, cycloxidim, and Atlantis or Pacifica. And we uh, the currently we're running in the UK about sixty one percent of um, blackgrass populations are resistant to all three of those. Oh, right. So, what does a farmer do if if that's the kind of populations that's on the farm? The farmer then has to chemicals work less they're not as effective i mean chemicals are fabulous that they are now our last resort and what we resort to first is cultural control 
Okay, so when you talk about cultural control, that's a quite a wide bucket of things to do. And, and, and you know, that people can often think, well, I'll change my cultivation system or my establishment system. Is that, is that, does that fall into that bucket? Yeah, well, what, what we tend to do, we, we look at blackgrass and we try to understand its biology. We know it comes up in the autumn. So if we can delay drilling, we can sow our crops after the main peak of emergence. We know that it can't um, emerge from depth. So we know that plowing the seed down will uh, bury it so it can't emerge. We know that 70% of seed, blackgrass seed, disappears every year. So is dies or breaks down or rots in the soil. We know that 70% disappears every year. So if we plow uh, three, uh, one year in three or one year in four, we can reduce the population in the seed bank quite significantly. I've seen a, a graphic, I think, um, it could be done by, by, by yourself, I think, from, from some of the publications uh, uh, done by ADAS in terms of uh, trying to pre- prevent uh, seed return, stop the little seedlings. I can't remember all the rest of them. You probably know them off the top of your head. But that, it's, a, it's a lovely graphic in terms of trying to uh, really represent um, reducing the population on one hand and stop seed return on the other hand. Yeah, the key thing is to stop seed return. If you can stop blackgrass producing seed, then you're not going to have that increased problem next year. You're not going to put all those seeds back into the onto the soil. So if you can stop it producing seed, now sometimes this is a bit of a radical system, is basically in May when the heads appear, just before it sets its seed, so it, it pollen it the pollen comes out and it, it sets seeds in June is just to destroy the whole field of blackgrass and that stops the seed returning. And now that's a little bit um, extreme, but sometimes you need to do that just to get that population down. Because if you've got a lower population, herbicides give you a better level of control. You get fewer survivors if you've got a lower population. And in, in, in that circumstance where you, where a farmer has been encouraged to, if you like, destroy that crop, um, whether that's with Roundup or, I don't know, perhaps going into a, a silage wouldn't be a great idea, would it? Um, but, but what would be the next steps in that field for the rest of that year? Is it is it cultivating it again or trying to sow something else into it? Or, or what would a farmer generally do? Well, you've got, you've got a few options. If you've re- reduced... remove the seed from going back onto the top of the soil you know that the top of your soil is clean so you could then direct drill or just tickle the soil surface so you're not bringing up any seed from the seed bank so you could direct your direct drill the the seed into it you could sow a, a different crop a more competitive crop something like winter barley which will then compete out uh the black grass hybrid barley in particular is more competitive than conventional barley you could sow a higher seed rate to try and um, keep that competitive crop i think the key thing is a competitive crop if you can get your crop to establish well and be competitive then you've got a greater chance of fighting the black grass and it will help the herbicides work better and can I, can I maybe, because I know you're coming from a UK scenario where black grass is everywhere to a degree. So we're slightly different in Ireland in the sense that a farmer might end up with a field of black grass, maybe two fields of black grass out of 40. Let's just say that that might be the scenario. Would, do you think that if you were given advice to that farmer, that would be slightly different in the sense of should it be a zero 
you know, you know a, a, a zero contamination type scenario whereby that farmer should look at something really more radical rather than going back for a tillage crop, do something maybe more radical in terms of making sure that that's cut off at the knees in terms of spreading around the rest of the farm in, in a neutral crop. Yeah, it's, it's really important to stop the stuff spreading around the farm. I mean, if you're using the combine, you, you get a lot of contamination. You can spread it from field to field. Balers will spread it around. Pickup wheels, mud on pickup wheels will pick up seed and spread it field to field. Mud on your boots. It, it's really easy to spread that uh, blackgrass seed around the field. So if you can confine it to one or two fields and then deal with that problem there and not spread it around, then then it's better. But it's it's all about making sure that you check these fields to see if you've got blackgrass coming in them and be aware and then act upon it, not just leave it and walk away thinking, oh, there's only a couple of plants because two plants can turn into 2,000 plants quite easily in one season. Okay. So in terms of, uh, of, of, of uh, sowing down or, or, or re-putting um, grass, if you like, into a field that might be badly affected to try and stop any more seed um, developing across your farm, would that sound like a reasonable option or is there still a chance that the black grass can seed within that and still spread further? Well, yeah, a, a sort of great, a grassland situation is good. And, and over here, you've got more animals around than we have in the east of England. We don't, we don't really have any animals to eat it. So a grassland would mean, but you've really, you know, even though you're grazing it, you've got to go in there with a mower because animals don't like black grass particularly and they'll they'll leave it maybe leave some plants to seed so if you can go in there and tidy it up with a mower then you're preventing that seed return so be on you know on the lookout for for seed and keep it under control and yeah if you can have it into grassland for like three four years you can reduce that um, seed bank of black grass to a very low level and then you bring it back into arable Okay, so the final question, Sarah, thanks very much for your time, but the final question um, is around, look, in Ireland at the moment, we have generally quite low populations, uh, I suppose, maybe perhaps like the UK back in 1981, right before we got to 1982. If you had one piece of information for Irish farmers in terms of that low population, and how we control or eradicate it, what would that be? I think you've just got to accept that you've got black grass. So you need to identify it. You need to identify it correctly. And then you've got to act on it. It's no use sticking your head in the sand and thinking it'll go away because you've only got a couple of plants. In a few years, you could have a field full. So it's best to act on it. I mean, if it's a really low population, go and rogue it out. Just hand, take it out by hand. But act on it and don't hide your head in the sand. That's great. Sarah, thanks very much for your time. Uh, it's been terrific having you and um, hopefully we can catch up again with you maybe later on in the year. Thanks. So that's all we have time for. And my thanks to Sarah for joining me on the podcast. As always, if you have a suggestion about a topic you would like to hear more about, drop me an email on michael.hennessy at chagas.ie or on Twitter at Chagas Crops. We always want to hear from people and farmers in the industry about what interests you. So please do get in touch. Finally, don't forget if you enjoyed the podcast and recommend it to a friend or colleague, and as always, rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more information, go to chargus.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.